live. Hello, my cat's ears have just pricked up because I'm now making a lot of noise. Hi. Welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly. Every time I talk about my cat, Brad decides to make a meow noise. It's it's like a uh, I don't know. It's like a Pavlovian reaction. Although Pavlov worked with dogs. This is tra this is Transformers Weekly. We are your first choice for Transformers and cat news in Australia. Uh, this is episode one hundred and eleven. We are recording live on June sixteenth, two thousand and seventeen. I would say it's the eve of Supernova Sydney, and I'm going to be really busy tomorrow. But Supernova Sydney has already started. There is a, is this the only Supernova that actually opens on Fridays? It is. It is. Uh, yeah. There's an opening ceremony on Friday night at Adelaide. I'm not sure about the other ones, though. Yeah, cool. Yeah, they. Yeah, even Melbourne, they'll have, they'll be open on the Friday night to go in and get your tickets for signings and that. But the general floor isn't open. Sydney is the only one that opens up for that. Yeah, cool. So the uh, we have been Supernova has been uh, open today, and uh, Michael Adamantidis has been manning the stand for us today. Uh, and I'm going to be there tomorrow. If you are watching live, I'll be there along with uh, Mikey Siciliano. And uh, yeah, we'll be looking forward to seeing everyone come on down and say hello. And if you are listening to this podcast on uh, podcast and not live uh, later on, then um, too bad you missed out. Yeah, unless, unless you haven't seen us anyway. You've got Perth next weekend till this one coming up, so. Oh, that's right. Yes, Perth is next weekend. I, I, I had this funny idea today that I might actually I might actually head over to Perth for uh, Nova next weekend. Snapped out of that one real fast. You've seen the affairs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like, it's like something's happening in Perth. Let's put all the airfares up. Oh, God, no. Let's, let's not do that. Uh, what have you guys been up to this week? Stuff just piles up and all of a sudden you miss five weeks of podcasts. But uh, <laughs> it's been going all right, you know, year 12 and what have you, so everything's a bit busy and apparently it just goes downhill from here. But I um, went to the Adelaide Mega we'll Toy see, Fair. We'll see you next year. <laughs> went to the Adelaide Mega Toy Fair a couple of weekends ago, which is good fun as always. Met up with a couple of people. Um, beyond that, uh, mostly just been getting hyped for the movie, really. <laughs> You've been busy getting hyped. I've, I've got to come up with something. I've, I've got Apparently. to say I did something other than just sat, ar sat around doing nothing <laughs> for the last five weeks. Yes, fair enough. This, is, uh, this, is, this has gone well, yeah. Uh, Brad, <laughs> what have you been up to? Uh, not a lot, just work as always. Um, some of the new membership stuff starting to come in the post, which is good. Getting excited for that. A couple of weeks to go before we uh, announce 2017-18 membership drive. We, um, we throw the doors open to memberships. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, mad scramble trying to get stuff sent out to uh, both Novas. Michael's stuff only arrived yesterday, so it got there just in the nick of time. Uh, yeah, so busy, busy working hard to uh, get to uh, Comic-Con in three weeks' time as well, so... It's fair to say that you're uh, working hard to make a living, uh, taking shelter from the rain. <laughs> There's no rain. It's a Canadian winter. Oh, God. <laughs> there has been bloody rain in Sydney. It's been like a torrential downpour. Though, actually, that was more last week than this week, but mm. there has been rain. It, it, it's, it's rained here. I thought it rained in Melbourne as well, so there must be like this this one patch of uh, patch of land around around your place in Banawatha that uh, is uh, bone dry. There's no, no oh, yeah. rain for you. Yeah, no, I, I don't know what's going on that way. 
<laughs> We've had We've basically had the wettest summer in ages. <laughs> we had the wettest summer in forever, and now it feels like it's the middle of summer in winter. Mm. Yeah, even last weekend when I was up the snow, just I was in jeans and a t-shirt up there. It was four degrees, but just the heat coming off the sun was nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh dear Is, did you have a cold this week i wonder why <laughs> no no i could i could have taken the jeans off and had shorts on easily i i have a feeling that you might thrive in cold weather you might you might well be made for it i'm still wearing shorts and a single at work it's all so it's, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stop stops all the heat heat exchange at the back of the neck yeah Yes, indeed it does. All right, uh, let, let's let's get a move on, shall we? We've got a we've got a little bit of news to talk about this week, as you might expect, given that it is uh, the week before uh, Transformers: The Last Night is released in Australian cinemas, and by the time this podcast actually makes it out, some members of the group will have seen it, thanks to Laser. There's um there's a bit of movie news this week, so uh, if the movie is not your thing, then you might want to you know. Listen on, be a little bit whimsical, and uh, there'll be some comics discussion later on, and a, and a little brief main discussion later too. So, first up, it is uh, it is time to look at the uh, Transformers Collectors Club Australia discussion groups winner for Take Your Bot to Work Day. <laughs> uh, and this so this week's winner is this week's winner is Tyson Richards. Um, who, um, yeah, it's it, when, when is the next State of Origin game? Actually, no, the next State of Origin game is this week because it's actually the same night as Lasers, um, Lasers Transformers the Last Night screening. So, yeah, um, which Prime? Yeah, we had a, uh, we which had a, Prime is that? That actually looks a, like it's Transformers Prime Prime. Yeah, it looks Prime like one of the uh, massive Titan ones. They have a mm. slope bottle things. Um, maybe, yeah. It's too detailed in paint, <laughs> like or not. But yeah, it's it's way larger than. Um, is that is that a masterpiece hot rod? Yep. Yeah. 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 And then the one RC. So yes, uh, good good on good on you, Tyson. Putting the um, it's, it's, it, the, the the jersey actually takes no no side in State of Origin. It's got mm-hmm. both red and blue and Bundaberg rum on it. So yeah, you know, um, we've suddenly turned into a. Suddenly turned into a rum podcast. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Prime's neutral. Yeah, well, that's that. That's true. Prime is usually neutral. Um, so yeah, good, good, good on you. We encourage people to take a bot, bot in the real world uh, picture and post them in the discussion group on Wednesdays. We call it "Take Your Bot to Work Day," but you don't have to actually take your bot to work. You can take it uh, on the road somewhere as Brad often does, although that is work for you. You can take it on the road, take it to the gym as Simon Chambers has been doing recently and, uh, yeah, just put it put it anywhere. But get those bots out from behind those uh, glass cabinets, give them a dust yeah. and, uh, yeah, take them out somewhere <laughs> in the real world. We're going to move swiftly on and get to the news. Straight into news. Hasbro news. That will take us into some news. What news comes from Vi Yonder? We open this week's news with possibly my least favourite Transformers uh, merchandise that has been released ever. I am talking about 
<laughs> Diecast cars. Yeah. Because, because that's look, look at that. Look What's at the that. point? That's the bottom of the car. Like what 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 are, what were those things from Revenge of the Fallen called? You know, the RPMs. The RPMs. RPMs, yeah. But this is just those, but more expensive. Exactly. That's why I want them all. I have I have most of the RPM figures here. They are great. No, they're not. They're, they are great they're not die even figures. Cars. They're cars. Yeah, they're great to stand in front of the movie bots so you can see what the alt modes are instead of having to transform you know, back you, and forth. You know what? I will give you that. There is one core piece of problem with your logic, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any movie bots. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, Shock and horror plot twist. I was not aware of this. Really? Yeah, because these have got... been paying attention. Yeah, these have got a lot smaller robot character on the base of them. The RPMs, it's a full-size, like you stand the car up and it's a full-size figure underneath it where this is just between the axles. <laughs> yeah, no, these ones don't stand up. They, oh, they, they don't, they, the other ones don't stand up too, but if you hold them up on their end, uh, they, okay. they, they're they pretty much like a stand-up robot. But um. <laughs> uh, oh, I just, I just yeah. like these little die-cast cars. Um R.I.D. got little diecast prime and that out at the moment, and I'll, if I just point out, in line, I'll have them too. They've stolen the masterpiece coin. Um, the, the <laughs> I was just going to say, we now have it in the coins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hasbro, Hasbro Asia has uh, been secretly manufacturing coins for Jada toys. Um, you know what? That is actually a really it's... nice. That is a really nice looking uh, diecast car, actually. Yeah, the doors look like they open up. Like they got some functionality to them. They have they have some what? I don't know if there's a size there. Did you, did you say functionality at all? Did you say functionability? <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, they so they do sort of look like it, but uh, I don't know. Maybe yeah. Um, there's that. That's you. There's gaps. There's gaps there. That's all. Hey, look at that! See robot on chassis. That is actually a feature of the uh, toy. Mm. Um, it's metals diecast. Oh, this is oh, so this is the same company. Have you been in a big W and you see those like little figures from the Marvel and DC movies? You know, those little diecast super deformed figures. Nope. Okay. Um. Oh, whatever. You, you no, I, like, I, just, I, I haven't been shopping for Marvel Legends and Marvel X Men all week, Max. Mm. <laughs> Does it say sorry, how big I'm these are? Priorities. Does it say what? How big they are! They're not Matchbox, obviously. Uh, oh, right. Maybe if I scroll up and actually read the story from from TFW, and there's a few different scales. Wow. It's one twenty-four diecast vehicles. Oh wow! So there's also one sixty-four and one thirty-two. That's for Prime. Yeah. Oh, Prime's yeah. bigger. But we got so, if you go so down. Basically, got, so basically, what you're saying is that scale doesn't matter for these either. I oh, know we don't. Why does why yeah anway, so uh, this figure is in fact apparently a Walmart exclusive, so we won't see it in, the, oh. in Australia. But uh, if God you are damn it. Okay. That's <laughs> I would I'll buy this if fills at the store. Okay. Let's have a look at some more of them then. Um, there is uh, there's also Barricade who uh, oh wait, wait it looks off. just a load. Uh, it's it's probably it's probably the blue. Yeah, there's a lot, lot of blue in it should be. He's yeah, blue and squished. 
I don't I don't know that he's squished. I think it's just on an angle. But I, I actually kind of like the blue, but yeah. Um, mm. There you go. So that'll be the that'll be the packaging of the barricade. Uh, that's probably that's probably the more uh, the more standard packaging because they don't all come with the collector's coin. There's Bumblebee. Yeah, there's Bumblebee. Come I love the little space stands. Seems yeah. like they'll be able to connect together. It just forms one big. Well, image. you've got you got crosshairs half sticking into his backdrop there, so maybe crosshairs. Hmm. It's crosshairs. I, I, it? I, I don't. I don't see crosshairs. On the yeah. on the far left. The yeah, he's handing his. Oh, are you talking about the character? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was looking for literal crosshairs. Oh. Uh, and there he is. So sure. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. And prime, there's prime on the other side. So yeah, they all line up. They do look. They do look like this. The stands interlock because you can see the sort of this lug oh, yeah. sticking out on the um on the bottom right. Um, that looks all right. If you really uh, if you really want your cars to be sitting on things that say transformers 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 all the way across it's all black um, crime crime's quite large he's got he's got blue eyes here as well he does i like i like how the, they've put all of this detail into the shot you've got prime you've got uh an explosion in the background because he's a michael bay movie and then you've just got this little um you've got this uh, little balcony well, yeah, that, that that goes along the whole the whole sequence. So does it? I think, yeah, I, I think before notice. before with oh, Bumblebee, it does, it does too. Yeah, before with Bumblebee, you could see the river. So it's they're all photos from uh, Dark of the Moon. So it's so it's the um, is the balcony there to just sort of like make sure that your vehicles don't fall off into the river? Just make well, just keep just keep them safe. Yeah, well, it lines the river, the Chicago River, where they took where they went Dark of the Moon. Mm-hmm. They so, might, Michael Bay really hates Chicago. <laughs> he does, no, he actually does, doesn't he? He, can, he? he destroys it all the time. Yep. Even when it's, it's not like, supposed it, to be Chicago. <laughs> it's, it's, like, um, it's like JMS destroying San Diego whenever he gets a chance. Mm. So uh, how good a represent, representation is that of Optimus Prime's vehicle mode? Love it. More oh, chrome than the Voyager. <laughs> oh, so uh, that's a different... There's a different presentation of crosshairs there as well. Yeah, because I think that they'd be in their right. different scales. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm bored. These yeah. things are die-cast cars. They're not. There's no, really not that much to them. Uh, I think we've milked this for all we can. Does anyone else have anything to say about these cars besides Brad is going to buy them? All, all of them? No. No. Okay, let's move on. Uh, there is a Target exclusive uh, Transformers The Last Night Voyager class Optimus Prime uh, coming out. Yet again, we're talking about exclusive uh, exclusive figures for the US. It was interesting that this uh, this figure, well, the, the photo of this figure was released by Hasbro Singapore, and that is about all I really have to say about it. It is, it seems... Um, yeah, Atrociously so bad. Well, um, I was going to say... Aberration has it, never it, been born. It looks like he's got weird, creepy eyes again. Mm. Yeah, actually, the weird, creepy eyes seem like a throwback to the original G1 artwork for Optimus Prime. Remember the ones where he had like the the thin the thin yellow lines? Yeah, yeah, like ninja. Oh, not ninja. I'm not going to say Asian eyes, but um, <laughs> too, bad, too bad you already said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just that head sculpt here has got the eyelids 
all the eyelids and then the eyes inside. It's like they're just putting a big brush on there and it's painting them as well as the eyes. I think they're the most... Oh, my God. I never even knew there was a Darker Moon Voyager Prime. Did you know there was a hundreds and thousands version of it? What is wow, that's uh It looks like a nineteen nineties bus seat cover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some old woman sitting on Optimus Prime's bonnet going, Screw you, young wicker snapper, I'm allowed to sit here. <laughs> um There's gum on my seat. Gum. This, so, I, so, I want to know what the thought process was for creating this figure. It's like, okay, oh, let's take the, wor- the worst Voyager out of, you know, our many options for excellent ones. And no, then- that was Revenge of the Fallen. <laughs> what, what is the deal? What is the deal with this paint job? Is it a reference to something? I just- and clear red, clear red tires. and This looks terrible. Mm. Uh, the, so the, fun, the the thing I think is quite amusing is that um, he's, uh, his, his shield looks like a Decepticon logo. Yeah. Actually, so I was thinking about this the other day. Um, like we, We've been saying like faction symbols and logos and stuff. Whatever happened to the word insignia? It used to, it used to be the Autobot and Decepticon insignias, but now we just say logo and stuff. So mm. Did it? I always thought it was faction, faction symbols. No. Yeah, harder, harder to pronounce. It is, isn't it? Uh, it, just sounds, it just sounds slightly more, uh, slightly better. Autocorrect keeps signal. on coming up. Autocorrect comes, keeps coming up with inquiry. Brad, your autocorrect is not something to be gauged, that we should use to gauge anything. <laughs> um, anyway, so, um, <laughs> so in fact, I've, got, I've got the perfect name for this Optimus. It is the it is the uh, Optimus Prime Iced Vovo Edition. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Now I'm, this is uh, numbered. Does any, is anyone interested in this figure? No, but it's numbered. No. Okay. So what is it numbered? What? No, let's see. Optimus Prime is zero two. They've gone back to um, the robot zero one. So it's just a name, number for the photos. It's all right. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, that'll, that'll just be the sequence of the number, the sequence of the photos. Yeah. Um, this looks terrible. So uh, this is something else movie related that I don't have to buy. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Brad, Brad, are you buying it? Nope. No. Max? Had inf- that would infer that someone anywhere was buying it. Just in case you didn't know um, and, you know, have been, uh, I don't know, like living in the vicinity of a rock, one of the favourite things about the new movie is um, Squeaks, whom you can see there, right there. He is... Um, <laughs> I've forgotten the mate. Uh, what's what's her name's character? What's it? Isabelle? Isabelle? Isabelle is the actress. It's the same Isabelle. name as the actress. I know. It's like General Morshua. Um, so this, this is her... This is her Vespa thing, and uh, like any like any good sci-fi movie for the last I don't know two years, there is a remote control keep version going. of it available. We <laughs> mean, yeah. mean keep going. That I, I, I was going. So uh, okay. you, can, you can get yourself a remote control squeaks. Um, I'm not entirely sure that he really looks that much like his uh, CGI rendered counterpart. No, he's missing a lot of, lot of that detail. Um, mm-hmm. 
Especially the, uh, consi- considering that he doesn't have to transform, that's also like especially egregious. However, I do have a theory about this. If you look at the, if you actually look at the figure for Squeaks, it also looks absolutely nothing like the uh, nothing like the bot in the movie. I reckon they weren't allowed to use the Vespa license for the car for, for the the um, actual character for the toy. Or his peg leg. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, but, uh, this, just, this, this one doesn't have the peg leg, so that he can roll around. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But he, he walks, he rolls around. He does a lot of the beep boop and a lot of that sound effects that the BB-8 has. Um, he does say chihuahua a lot, so get ready for that. In different, in different, <laughs> in different sort of vocal ranges. Um, it's not just the one. It's it's I am Groot, but it's I am chihuahua. <laughs> oh my god! Is is that actually the only thing he can say? Apparently, that he can only say chihuahua. <laughs> he's, he's like Groot, but without rede- without redeeming qualities. Is he we'll voiced, revisit this and is, uh, is he voiced by Vin Diesel at least? <laughs> I mean, if you want to get if you want to get me invested in Squeaks as a character, that's one way to do it. Get Vin it Diesel. Doesn't voice <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, no, um, it's not going to be the next buzzword. But um, the ad does feature um, many cute scenes of the uh, remote control robot moving its way around the house and uh, encountering other family members and doing things. So, yeah, when you plug his, mm. when you plug that big weapon into his arm, his eyes go from blue to red. So yeah, that, yeah, that's that is quite a hint for the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, attack mode. It's probably just a hint about what's going to happen with uh, Optimus Prime in the movie, really. Yeah, yeah. Someone, someone comes along, plugs a big gun into his arm, and he starts attacking <laughs> everything. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Quintessa. Quintessa. Okay. Yeah. Quintessa and the uh, Quintessa and the um, the portable Transformers army uh, armament army of death. Also, that's, that's actually the subtitle for the film in Brazil, just in case you didn't know. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, remote control Autobot squeaks. Is it a purchase or not? It'll depend on the price. Ooh, really? Is it going to be purchased? Is be purchased for you or for the little man? For the little man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at, at my biggest plus on this oh, that, I mean, is it's son, not. By the way, like I just want to be clear about that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's got a proper remote. It's not an iPhone app. Work for your iPhone. Any of that crap. It's just a like proper remote, forward, backward, left, right, go. Okay. Chihuahua button, chihuahua button. Oh, do you re- actually, do you reckon the remote has a chihuahua button? <sighs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'd have to watch a game to see if the if the vocals cycle does, through on a, does it have, on a circuit. Does it have or a chihuahua button. button or is it just got like a, I don't know, like a more boring button that just has a speech, bu- a speech bubble on it? Like it was actually, yeah. got, that, that button has a picture of a chihuahua. Kudos, kudos to Hasbro. It might not be spelt Chihuahua though. Might be no, different. It's, like it's, 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 it's probably spelled differently so they can copyright it or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to be buying this. Uh, I'm not. I'm not interested in it at all. Ask me again tomorrow after I probably will wander around and see something about it at Supernova and just go, "Oh my god, that's the best thing ever!" And um, <laughs> buy one. So, uh, we'll see. Um, also, the worst spelling of squeaks ever. I, I think so. So far, I'm uh, 
so far I'm, my, my wallet has my wallet has survived this episode quite well actually you're not alone in that regard being the uh, being the week leading up to the release of the movie we are seeing poster after poster after poster after poster released and uh, this week was no different in fact this is not this is not the last poster we saw this week um, I can't get that last poster up but the, that's okay so um yeah there's there's a nice little um yeah 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 there's 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 a nice amount of noise going on in the background of this of this shot and like I I do like all the um the stuff that's hanging down and you know scraping across the planet and stuff it looks pretty cool uh Ultimus has a giant sword Megatron has something I don't know what is that it's the, <laughs> like ti hook it's sword the tiniest thing. axe I've ever seen hmm. like he's gonna he, looks he, cool. he's gonna chop he's gonna chop down a tiny tree Mark Wahlberg's sword is bigger than that. Yeah, I can't remember the name, but it's like an upside down, one of them upside down pendulum slicer torture device things. An upside down pendulum slicer torture device. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised I actually can think of what he's talking about. <laughs> oh, I thought I was painting a picture. Anyway, hey, look, we got two horns now instead of one. Unicron. So, uh, Unicron. Well, so the, yeah, so there's two. Spell check. <laughs> you know, it's, it's actually, it actually is Unicorn. The whole, the whole franchise has become a My Little Pony crossover. Uh, so I, I didn't say Unicorn. I said Unicron. Mm. Unicron. Yeah, no. So uh, notably here, all the Transformers don't have guns. Why do you think that is? Ye old ancient times. It's not ancient times. That's where they come from, though. Well, they, they're not, not, not well, the Megatron's, Megatron's blast is hidden behind B. It's there. We know he's got it. <laughs> Somewhere. Uh, look, Megatron looks kind of like a badass. Optimus has got the purple eyes, so he's evil. Bumblebee is uh, the last bastion of hope for humanity. Uh, also, Mark Wahlberg's arm. So, yeah. Yeah. Plus, we get squeaks in his first poster. Hey, yeah, true. Um, so we, we actually we, we talked we talked a little bit last week, I think, about a, a poster with a fairly similar arrangement of, uh, of figures. I do think it's kind of uh, I do think it's kind of hilarious that they've got one press photo of Anthony Hopkins, and it's him going like <laughs> hmm, holding the cane up to his chest. My goodness, yes. Um, Jolly good chaps. Yes. I don't know what's going on here, but I'm getting paid an obscene amount of money. Well, that is the that is that that is the next story, isn't it? Um, which I'm not sure that there's uh, I'm not sure that there's much to do here. Yeah. But you're not prime, not yet. <laughs> yes, you're not, are you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anthony Hopkins um, is the resident old man for the movie, and uh, he says, um, <laughs> "So having finished filming on the shot on the on the movie, and like the movie is nearly nearly ready for release." Anthony Hopkins said, all I know is I play a highly educated, eccentric English lord. I had a terrific time making it. And it's yes. so very complicated. And there's the whole mythology of four previous films that come into play. I have to admit, I don't quite get all of it. Because <laughs> he'd never seen a film before this one. <laughs> he's, he's, no, he's never seen the Transformers. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, no, so like, yeah, fair enough. There's hope, there's hope there if someone's told him that they're bringing the mythology of the previous four films into this and hopefully 
tying stuff up. No one's told him anything. He just knows <laughs> that there are four previous films and he assumes. So, yeah. Um, anyway, so Mark Wahlberg for this movie got to play opposite Anthony Hopkins. So, you know, it's kind of a win for him, right? Mm. Also interesting, um, Hot Rod's face is way yeah. more, has got way more colour on it than we thought. He's, I mean, you, in some you, ways they fixed it because he doesn't have four eyes anymore. But is that actually, is it, here's, a, here's a silly question. Is that actually Hot Rod? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. he's got the shoulder, the shoulder intake things. Yeah. And then we see him in that window in one of the trailers. Yeah, he flicks I'm something just, at her. Mm. Is it? No. Fair and enough. And then um, his lips are freaking me out. Yeah, is um, Hopkins also said he the locations were good, naming off where the shooting's been. Yeah, I don't know if he's actually was there or if he's just said, "I'm coming with you, Michael Bay." <laughs> just uh, <laughs> going after Michael Bay. It's in my contract. You're flying me there. <laughs> Be the father beans. Anyway, just, anyway, yeah. anyway so um, yeah. so the the, the the long and the short of it is uh, Anthony Hopkins has no idea what's going on in the Transformers franchise either, uh, which means that besides the actors, um, so we we actually and Michael Bay, no, no, we had we had some hope that someone knew what was going on in the Transformers franchise, but now we know that the actors don't know, and it's very obvious that the writers and the production crew don't know either. Yeah. That's it. Marky Mark thinks he's in episode eight. <laughs> Actually, it, it, also the the other poster we we were talking about the poster before. The other poster had a, has a like a, a massive split right up the um right at the middle. That's like a, a white beam of light. That's almost like it's it's quite reminiscent of the original Star Wars posters. Ooh. And the Last Jedi poster. Yeah, exactly, which is also <laughs> the original Star Wars posters. Thanks, Max. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like... It's just tied together in the little bow. It's all, it's, it's, it all comes full circle, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. We'll go in a couple I, of I short got, days. I got nothing else. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, a bunch of us are seeing it uh, on the 21st, which is... Um, Wednesday night. So, yeah. We'll see how we go. There's one more, there's one more story, um, and it's about uh, Haley Steinfeld, who sounds very, very, very close to a hilarious TV show from the 90s. Um, she's been announced as the main star of the upcoming Bumblebee movie. I think it's interesting that, uh, I mean, because Bumblebee's only a year out from release now, and... They haven't actually shot it yet, but the <laughs> um, now now that there is some Transformers movie news in the uh, in the in the the press, everyone's like, yeah, let's get some Bumblebee stuff in there as well. So um, yeah, the, she basically gave a nice interview to um, News News Limited News Australia. I'm pretty sure that was uh, yeah, it was just news. It was yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, She's been announced as the main the main actor for it, and uh, yeah, she's going to be working on music as this, at the same time as filming the Bumblebee movie. Mm. Mm. We'll see. Um, it's 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 starting soon, and uh, she th- thinks that her character is very special. So we'll see. Do we know uh, who her character is yet? 
don't know, but I, I'm, I'm assuming that she's going to be uh, Bumblebee's best friend that he met uh, before he met um, Shia LaBeouf. I thought, I thought Bumblebee's best friend that he met before Shia LaBeouf was going to be Anthony Hopkins' character. No, they don't know Maybe. each other, I don't think. Maybe. Oh, don't know. Maybe they do. No, because wasn't there a thing that was been out kicking Nazi ass 50 years ago, so, like, who mm. knows? Because there's a thing where he said that they knew each other in the 80s. So, I mean, what? Maybe that'll be addressed in it. Maybe, maybe they'll yeah, do. In, maybe they'll do the same thing they did in Westworld and like digitally de-age Anthony Hopkins for the Bumblebee movie and have like a creepy CGI younger version of him sneaking around, going, "Ha ha, hello." Bumblebee. Maybe Haley Steinfeld is playing young Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> Look, also, also a valid rumor. I think with not that much information around, I think we can certainly we can certainly list that high on the list of possibilities. Spoiler warning. I think this episode of the podcast needs to be named uh, Brad, Jason, and Max take the piss out of everything. <laughs> hey, I like something. What? Podcast like cars, yay. <laughs> I'm still not sure if you're taking the piss. Okay. Uh, I, so I think we're actually, we're actually at the end of the news. <laughs> We are going to have a little bit of a chat about comic releases, uh, stuff that's been out in the last last couple of weeks since Max was last on. Max, you want to take it away? You've got Optimus Prime 8, Transformers Salvation, which I haven't actually read. Uh, and oh. then we're, going talk, we're going to talk a little bit about Lost Light. Now, for the comics fans among us, we are going to talk about spoilers, or at least Max is going to talk about spoilers for the things that he has happened in the uh, in the comics. And then we're going to talk about Lost Light. Now, if you haven't read Lost Light, you're probably going to want to skip this segment. But uh, see how we go. Anyway, take it away, Max. What, what's, what's been going on in comic land? No uh, I, just before I go on, are uh, you worried about spoilers for these two? No, I'm not. Okay. Someone else might be. So anyway. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, it, yeah, if you're worried about spoilers, jump ahead 10 minutes or so. Uh, starting off, we've got Optimus Prime issue 8, written by John Barber with art by Casey Collar. The basic plot is Jazz is given an interview on television but is confronted by crimes against, about crimes against humanity. He's confronted by crimes. They, they, suddenly <laughs> cut, they suddenly cut to footage of Sarajevo. <laughs> <laughs> and he runs away. We've got Autobots and Junkions trying to work together and Pyromagnus sowing seeds of descent against Optimus. But in terms of how good this issue is, the pacing's a little off because there isn't really a linear structure to the issue. Um, and it's funny because the flashbacks to Jetfire's past that you get in it feel the most structured, even though they break up a pleasant, the present day plot. Uh, we was, uh, in terms of, this is definitely a solid character issue though. Like, Barber's character building really shines through here because he, you see this development of character arcs, but he's, he's been going on with these for years at this point. You know, for example, like the relationship between Prime and Pyro Magma, you see those tensions just a slow burn, keeps on coming to the forefront. I think, I think it's actually kind of interesting that, well, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's interesting that uh, when they did the Combiner Wars series, I say series loosely last year, uh, that was the first time that they really uh, they really gave any indication that Victorion or one of the members of Victorion thought that they should be the leader. And now they've sort of taken that and they're running with that in the comics on, on for Pyromagna. 
Yeah, and I, I really like that approach because especially seeing as when you initially meet Pyromagna and the Torchbearers, you know, they're very dedicated to Optimus Prime and his cause. And now it's sort of swinging back around where, you know, Pyromagna doesn't, maybe doesn't think that he's quite the person that uh, she thought he was. And so that maybe she could do it better. Hmm. And yeah, so on the whole, it's a really, it's a solid character-driven issue that unfortunately it, it just lacks the narrative drive to create an engaging comic to read. Yeah, so I kind of feel like that's I kind of feel like that's almost been a bit of a problem in um, in general with Optimus Prime. But mm. yeah, I mean, it, it sort of it's like it's, it has these overarching plots, but they don't really flow from one issue to the next. It just sort of stuff happens, then stuff happens, then stuff happens. Yeah, and you feel like it's important stuff, and you can see the impact on the characters, but there's no real link between it. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it makes sense. On uh, on the flip side of comics that are pretty much literal perfection, though, we have Transformers Salvation, written by John Barber with art by Livio Ramondelli. So from the outset, looks like it's just going to be a big dumb fight between Dinobots and Trypticon. Ends up being a perfectly structured, character-driven home run of an issue that takes the story in very unexpected directions. Uh, John Barber finds a way to make every character, including Trypticon, engaging. You sort of end up even feeling sympathy for him. Later, later on in the issue, you get sides to his backstory that you uh, haven't heard of in the past, which is good because I feel like he's been one of the least explored forces in IDW. Um, and then major spoiler here is um, Slug's death at the hands of Sandstorm acting under Starscream's orders is a gut punch of the highest order. It's not something you see coming at all. And then when it happens, it's one of those events. It just takes a little while to sink in. Yeah, well, Brad's just fallen off his chair. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we have this last page reveal of Starscream. You know, he's about to insert a mutated sleep spark into Slug's corpse uh, under the guidance of a mutilated bludgeon. And so it leaves you with a feeling of dread of, okay, what's going to happen to Slug here? But there's just a teensy bit of hope that it might turn out in the end. So just on the whole, it's a pretty much a perfect conclusion to Barbara Ramondelli's Dinobot trilogy. Hmm. Yeah, I I feel like I feel like the Dinobot trilogy has been so it's been so I don't know, it, it's it's just it's just it's not really that consistent. Like it they publish at such random intervals. And I think it's, it's been one year, hasn't it? Yeah, it's just re it's really hard to tie it together. I find, but um, you know, fair enough. We'll you know, see how you go. The first, uh, I, I don't think, think I don't think it's a lot better if you go sort of if you just it, go. It doesn't take three years to read them. Perhaps maybe maybe yeah. that's the case. Uh, I, I reread the previous two before reading this one, so I recommend doing that. Because I mean, I can imagine otherwise. You'd be like, oh, okay, what's that thing I read from two years ago? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, let's talk a little bit about Lost Light number six. Now, this 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 book has been um, it's actually generated probably the most controversial. Uh, it's, it's generated the most uh, discussion 
because it features a somewhat controversial ending. And it is it is the ending to the book's first arc. It's um it's actually nice to see a, a six a six issue arc for a, a, a comic. It's actually kind of rare these days. Some of them sort of more prefer to do like two or four issue arcs these days. But like this is half a year down. And we're finally at the end of the first story for the uh, you know, what is season three of More Than Meets the Eye. What do you what what are your thoughts? Oh, I'm I'm not sure about this because like you know we're going to talk about spoilers, I imagine. So, so we're going to talk ending. about spoilers. Let, let, let's not talk about the ending first. Let's talk about what's actually happening during the issue. Like, it's the it, it's the big battle. It's the climax. It's, you know, can the heroes get off Cybertron, get back to Necro World before they, you know, pop back into the other dimension? And, you know, of course, you know, they of course, you know, they're going to manage it. And you sort of wonder where are they going to where are they going to mess up and leave someone behind? So. Yeah, Term- Terminus has been Terminus has been suggesting to Megatron for quite a long time that maybe he should stay in this alternate universe because the so the function the functionists the count the functionists rule the council was you know never toppled. There's no Autobots and Decepticons, and you know it's sort of uh, he's he's seen that Megatron can be this really great, really effective leader when he's uh, you know calling the shots and leading these troops and. Uh, there's, uh, it seems like ultimately there's a bit of treachery on Terminus's part, especially because, um, uh, especially because James Roberts has clarified that uh, Terminus was indeed told the correct teleporter locations. Yeah, so I'd, I'd be really interested to see how, you know, how Megatron will, because he's obviously going to find out about that at some point in the future. So Maybe interesting uh, like, to see it, how it, it reacts. It feels it feels like it's IDW giving Megatron a bit of a rest for now. Um, they've, yeah, they've shunted shunt him off into another universe. So so what ends up happening is that uh, and in the mad dash to in the mad dash to escape the Functionist universe and uh, get back to Necro World, the uh, the team Rodimus turns up at a teleporter and discover that it's wrecked and destroyed and they go to another one and get off planet. They send the updated coordinates to uh, Megatron via Terminus who does not relay the updated coordinates, thus uh, locking himself and Megatron back in the Functionist universe. Where Megatron now picks up the role of revolutionary at the end is sort of a little bit of a redemption for the character. Yeah, I I feel like this would be the perfect spot to leave Megatron's story. Like, you, for, you know, uh, for, for you quite a while, that, people are going to want to follow up to it. But yeah, I like, I yeah. feel like they can leave it for a while. It's, it's not going to be the end of his story because it, it doesn't have the build up that would let, that I don't feel, think would lead to it. And with Terminus specifically, you know, not giving him the right coordinates. I absolutely right. It's definitely going to come back and be addressed. So the, impo- but- the the important thing is that, especially with Terminus, is that uh, in the IDW universe, Megatron has often said that Terminus is the reason. Uh, well, Termin- Terminus's removal from his life was the, one of the reasons why he, um, you know, ended up starting starting up the Decepticons and becoming a bit of a revolutionary, and so. I've seen a lot of discussion on Twitter about people now just sort of wondering whether or not Terminus really held that role for Megatron or if Terminus was actually the one encouraging him into it. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see. Like like I said, I feel like if this was just Megatron talking about, that's the perfect way to end his story. You know, put him back there. He's learned from his mistakes. He can do better. 
But with a factor of terminus added in, that's where it's going to get really interesting. Mm. Looking forward to seeing what Roberts does with it. I feel like I feel like it's going to be a while before we see it. I, I actually feel I feel like Roberts is quite happy to leave that and leave that sit there for a while and. Um, I don't know. May, maybe it'll. Maybe it's going to be something that's going to you know come back and what passes for a series, a series or a season finale or something. We don't like most of the uh, most of the seasons for the books that he's done have been sort of like twenty, twenty two issues long. So like it's going to be a while, but yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Eh? It's um. It also I feel like gives him a chance to go back to the original status quo because for the past few years. Megatron basically dominated the book. And yeah, I mean, I, I think that's very true. It's that's something that I've enjoyed. Well, yeah, but so we, we did see mention. There. We did see mention as we were as we were coming into Lost Light that we would be seeing a more of a refocusing back on the the um, Knights of Cybertron story and the quest for them. So, uh, yeah, the um, there's been there's actually been there's been a lot of teasing on Twitter about. Uh, What's going to happen in upcoming issues as as Team Rodimus catches up with the Lost Light and uh, has to confront Getaway? There was a nice little there was a nice little uh, overreaction from Rodimus to someone using the words "get away" uh, in this book, which I thought was quite funny. And uh, this week on this week on Twitter, um, Roberts posted a picture of Getaway uh, with the quote "leadership you can believe in" or "strong strong stable leadership" or something like that. So. It's it's going to be interesting to see what happens once we actually get back to the lost light. Um, the so far absent uh, ship that for which the book is named. Yeah, actually, yes, they changed. I didn't even think about that. They changed the name of the book to that, but the ship itself hasn't shown up yet. No. Should we should we talk a little bit about uh, Anode and Lug? Is there is there something is there something there you think that's going to going to ha- happen in the next few next few issues? Uh, yeah, I'm guessing Lug comes back. Well, so <laughs> do, so have you gone back and reread the first issue? Uh, no, I was meaning to, but you just haven't got around. Haven't got around to it. So, uh, so in in the first issue, our introduction to Anode is Anode. I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce her name, but our introduction to the character is. Uh, with her on the run uh, from on the run from someone who's basically going to kill them, and uh, her and Lug hiding under a force field that the that the bot is attempting to smash through. When the Necrobot turns up and uh, transports them both to Necroworld and puts them in stasis, presumably. And what is, so there's a very there's a very distinct uh, page in issue one that says. Here's what happens, uh, you know, 500 or, you know, 512 years, such and such day, days, hours and minutes later. And that's about the time that the Necrobots records indicate that Lug died. Ah. So, so. so the, que- the question is whether or not the Necrobot actually rescued Lug seems, lo- seems unlikely and... Um, how Lug's spark ended up being in the murder flower. Yeah, I, so, yeah. I feel like maybe. Also, also, seeing also, Lug come back in a past story set in between that and the present. Maybe, and, and also notable is that also notable is that Lug transformed into Anode's backpack in issue one. So she's built a new backpack out of the out of the. Um, out of the, the the spark that she had and um, lugs 
slight glimmer of a spark. So yeah, I, I, I thought that I thought that was an interesting there was an interesting way to bring that story back around. And I feel because it's been six months, I don't know if that many people have really. Well, I'm sure a lot of people have noticed it, but it hasn't. I, I feel like that part of the book has been overshadowed by the discussion about Megatron. Yeah, it's just sort of. Because I, I could, I, like, I could tell when I mentioned when I mentioned it, you were now. just like, "What the hell's what the hell is he talking about?" Oh yeah, that happened as well. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. And um, the thing with, that I was saying, Megatron, is that it's going to be nice for him to be gone because it doesn't mean just. Wow, but that was uh, you, also, you, you're actually going to have to repeat that because you dropped out. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Okay, sorry. As it's a good thing, not because it means that we can, return, we can return to a status quo, but it does give us an opportunity you know, uh, to have a look at these older plot lines and just see, you know, how's this going to eventuate? How is he going to develop stuff based on these sort of characters that we really haven't seen that much from so far? Well, so yeah, it's going to be nice to get back to that and think about it this way, right? I think where we, where did we, when when did we end up on on Necro World? It's, we've been there for like almost a year and a half in Comic Land, or in, in comics publishing yeah, time. So it's been a they got the distress <laughs> signal, and then that was the entire finale of the previous series was on Necro World. Yeah, well, they got the distress signal somewhere in somewhere around sort of mid to late forties. Um, issue 50 was the huge battle on Necro World, and then there was like another another six or seven issues after that, um, including some of the, the sort of the crossover into Titans Return. And so, like you know, and then there's six months of uh, six months of this story in Lost Light in the Functionist Universe. It's been a while. It's going to be. It will be nice to sort of get back into it and uh, yeah, see how see how we end up. Brad is getting bored of us talking comics, so I think we should probably uh, probably get back to another discussion point that um, he wants to talk about for the movie. So, do we, have, right. do we have anything else to talk about in the in the comics front? I don't believe so. I did have a look before the show, and I couldn't see any news. Yeah, cool. we are expecting the next issue of Lost Light in the next couple of weeks as well. There's a. It seems like there was a little bit of a delay on number six, but uh, they're, they're almost um, pretty much back on back on um, target. Could say. Also, I got. Also, I got to say, get back on track. Also, I got to say, um, I'm actually, I'm really appreciating Jack Lawrence's art. It's grown on me really quickly. It's sort of, yeah. it helps to just sort of set in the tonal shift of a book. It's, it's a lot more cartoony, but it, I don't know. It, it the book feels more lighthearted right now, and so a shift of that sort of art and style, uh, I, I think, works for it. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens when we um when we head back towards the lost light and things get a little bit darker. But yeah, but yeah, no, I just I just wanted to make note like for many people uh, like Alex Milne's artwork is the the you know the cornerstone of more than meets the eye. But like yeah, I, I feel I feel like Lawrence's uh, Lawrence has been doing well. <laughs> That's uh, just yeah, no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> um, Brad, do you want to do you want to lead the lead the discussion for the last night? There is a there is a discussion topic about Transformers the last night. We Max and I are probably going to be way less into it than we were into the comic book discussion. But let's let's go on and uh, see how we go. Let's say the thing is, we can actually assume the comic's going to be good. 
Now, now. Don't, don't hurt Brad's feelings. You don't, you don't have any Dreamwave ones then. Um. <laughs> no, you know, you, know, you know what? Like, I, I like the Dreamwave books. That's not, it's, it's not fair. It's not fair. Being that they were a product of their time, it's not fair to actually just sit here in 2017 and just go, no, they were shit. And me not ever reading them, it's not fair to me to say that anyway. So <laughs> it was below the belt. Um, quick jab. Last night's out this week. Um, as I said, Jason, you're going to see it this week. Mike is going to see it. Um, I won't. Max, are you going to see it before next Friday? Uh, yeah, I've got a my union. You know, has done maybe the only good thing union ever does, and <laughs> given me free movie tickets. This was a hilarious discussion when you posted it in the group. <laughs> and I. <laughs> It doesn't affect me too much, but as soon as I said, oh, hey, unions aren't half bad, everyone's like, oh. It was basically like <laughs> stacks on max. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let, well, let, well, let, well okay, so by, by next Friday, I'll be the only one that hasn't seen it, which is fine. Um, we've seen all the trails. We've seen all the marketing material. We're, we're here. What are we uh, What are we hoping? What are we hoping? What are we fearing? Last, last um, chance I'm hoping it's going for a MacGuffin. There's a lot of people wanting Unicron in this movie, and Michael Bay has specifically said that Unicron is not in the movie, and basically everyone thinks he's lying. Mm. It's just... I hope it's, I hope it's mentioned as the next big bad for the next one. This is where we're going to start building up to it. But they advertise this, this is the so final chapter. That's, oh yeah, that last trailer we got yesterday. No, it's, they've been saying it for weeks. Paramount has been tweeting out things saying it's the final chapter of Transformers. And it's like, you guys have got three more movies planned. Or <laughs> well, two more at least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we've got one coming <laughs> up for the next three years, every year. And ideas for 14 more. So. Mm. For, 14 ideas. Unless they're going to do a soft so reboot or something. Look, if, if it's an idea that's going to make money, then it's an idea that you're never going to make a movie out of. Mm. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so look, look I, I, have a really, I have a really easy hope for the film. Um, I hope that it actually does make money because uh, if, if, this, if the franchise continues to make money, then we continue to get Transformers, regardless of whether they're movie Transformers or whatever. Um, if, if it gets to the point where the Transformers is not actually a, a force at the center, and make no mistake, it actually, it actually, there's actually a lot riding on this movie because Paramount hasn't had a hit uh, in, in quite a while. And this is basically their last chance for 2017. There's no major releases on the on the horizon for Paramount for the rest of the year. If this doesn't make money hand over fist, Paramount's actually not had a good year. So, um, yeah, it is it is my hope that it does well for the studio and, um, you know, keeps the franchise healthy. I don't really care whether or not it's... I don't really care whether it's a good movie or not. Like, I, I don't... I don't... I, I don't have expectations of the film and I don't have fears. Like... I gave I, I gave into this I gave into this when Age of Extinction came out. Like I, I don't fear the the movie being shit because like I don't really expect it to be any good. That's why I don't the bar's any, low. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any expectations and I don't have any fears because I'm just going to turn up and watch a Transformers movie and just think, you know what? 
I just actually really like that someone actually spent a shitload of money on this little uh, franchise about transforming robots that I like so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be critically acclaimed. None of the fandom movies are critically acclaimed. It's just... Did you say the fandom movies? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there are fan movies that are better reviewed than the my ones. Oh, everyone seems, yeah, but everyone still, seems to like it's... that. Everyone seems to like that dot motion masterpiece theater, dude. You know that is a fan movie. Everyone likes it, so yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, as you were saying, Paramount. It's, it's not just Paramount that sort of have an invested interest in this. It's blockbusters on the whole. Like we've seen the last few big releases: Pirates, The Mummy, all doing pretty badly. Aliens, done one, pretty bad. There's one that's doing really well. Don't say God. Oh, don't say that. What? The only reason you like that movie is because Dinah Prince uses an android. It's the only reason you <laughs> like it. <laughs> uh, actually, so, uh, so I am talking about Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is doing really well critically and at the box office. And I do have to say uh, that the fact that she uses an android tablet is completely unrealistic because no one uses android tablets. They're all, they're all terrible. No, so it's not, it's not set in the real world. It's not, it's not no, pretty no, realistic. It's a, no, it's clearly set in a comic universe. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it's just some of the... Yeah, okay, that's the exception. Guardians, Fate of the Furious, they, they got in there early and got most of people's money. Um, Transformers is one of those big ones. It's the fifth film. They've, they've been knocking them out, oh, knocking them out of the park box office-wise, so hopefully, hopefully it can do it. Yeah. I, I find the marketing efforts for this are quite different to the past movies. Um, stylistically, there's a lot, a lot of difference in the posters and stuff. There's, uh, you know, there's a little bit more focus. There's a little bit more focus on more serious human characters as well. Uh, have you seen any of the posters outside the internet? Any I, I advertising have, outside you, the internet? You know, you know what? I actually have. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you this photo. Uh, I took apart this, from the laser, apart from the laser no, promotion. No, 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 no. I'm going to show you this photo. I took this photo last Sunday night in Burwood uh, as I was walking down the street and oh, I've got to find it. Oh, no. Where is it? Da, 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 da. There we are. Okay. I'm going to turn, I have to turn my screen brightness all the way up because you're not going to see it otherwise. And so you want to know if I've seen any of the posters outside of... Uh, Inside of that, look at that. Oh, wow, that's that's, actually, that's awesome, actually, because I'm I was I've seen those posters, I'd imagine they'd look great all lined up in some sort of display. That just slept, that just slept on a wall, yeah. It's it's on like so. As you walk from the station at Burwood, um, there's like this thing that used to be a used to be a restaurant or something, and it's just like a derelict building. They've got a construction hoarding outside of it, and every week there's different advertising posters on it, so. Um, I had I actually did not expect this was this was taken about three days after the real reveal of the posters we talked about them mm -hmm. last episode, and I did not expect to see those posters turn up in Australia given that they were revealed by a US cinema chain. Yeah. Um, so they yep. came here real fast, and it was all of them. Yeah. Too. Uh, actually, it wasn't necessarily all of them, but um, like it's a, it was a lot of them. There were more than I photographed there. So I, I took that photo and I meant to put it on the discussion group and go, hey, look, these posters have turned up here. But no, they actually, they absolutely have. There are, like, there are posters for the movie 
like more traditional posters and more traditional advertising, you know, going on around uh, around Westfield shopping centres and stuff like that, and you know, around movie cinemas. There, there is, there's definitely, there's definitely advertising for the movie. I feel like maybe it's slightly more subdued than it has been in the past, but maybe that's also just because I've, you know, I've been keeping to myself and not really going out um, in shopping centres and stuff. Maybe, well, <laughs> I was going to say, I should, I should go around and have a look this weekend and see where the advertising is. However, I do know that at Supernova, we are around the corner from uh, Transformers The Last Night promo area. Yeah, that was one thing I was going to ask you about. Um, I've seen that on the floor. You're going to <laughs> yeah. and, and this isn't coming from me being here at the back with all the sheep and the cattle. Like going to Melbourne, going to Canberra each day. Yeah. Today, today on a billboard, one of the electric billboards, big ones, was the one with Prom for holding the sword out. Yeah, yeah, that's, I, yeah. Did, only... did you post a photo of that, or did someone else? I, I, got, I, someone. I got the camera. It went to an ANZ. That I'm like, come on, come on, come on, getting past, getting past, getting past, getting past. Damn it, I've gone. And yeah. just so it didn't change back, but it must have been someone else because I've I have seen a photograph showing that that is in Australia as well. Yeah, mm. but it's it's weird. Like there's still one coming in with Hollis still at the Wonder Woman poster up. Um, Pirates is still up when both films have been out, and they've just put a cars cars free one up. I wonder what um, was only out for what two weeks. Yeah, but normally as soon as the movie's out, because it's got the first of June on it. Or f- yeah, first of June. So once it's out, they get that down and get a new poster up. Like hmm. Power Rangers wasn't even out a day before they got that down and got <laughs> something else up. But um, just, apart from that, I have not seen. I haven't seen a TV spot on TV. Apart from being online, yeah. I haven't seen any anything on TV. That's the first time I've seen anything outside of the internet for advertising. Which that's not here on Melbourne or Canberra. Back and forth. It's not. Mean, but in the back of nowhere, Jason. Um, so yeah, it just they're pumping money into marketing. Like all these posters, every second day we get a new TV spot, a new poster. But I don't if they're just pumping online. <laughs> they're pumping money into creating them. I don't know if they're pumping money into marketing them. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that last that other post we seen didn't have much money put into it. From last week. Oh yeah, no, that's that's quite true. I, I it is kind of weird. I, I I kind of feel like what they've done marketing wise is they've gone okay, room of room full of I don't know junior graphic designers. Here is here's Optimus Prime. Here's Megatron. Here's Bumblebee. Here's a variety of backdrops, and here's all the stock photos of the humans and Stonehenge and these horns. Go nuts. Mm. And and because they're all they're all probably our age and grew up with Star Wars and all those other fantastic movies, they've gone. Oh, let's go. That no, I, I, I reckon I reckon they're all genius, but yeah, I think that's oh, quite, okay. that's quite obvious then, from the compositing. Well, they, they seem did the and made incredibly boring posters. Mm-hmm. That's why they're genius. <laughs> so yeah, so I, my my feeling is that Hasbro is working through a um, working through a catalog of a catalog of junior graphic designers uh, output for movie posters now so look we've kind of avoided talking about you know actual supposed plot points in the movie like you know there is a there is a desire from everyone to see unicron um, well and, the in in one of the last trials we've seen and we've seen prime do his 360 degree spin and cut the heads off those uh, infernicus bots that uh, we got the toy for um, there's a real big one he jumps on and flails in half with his sword and it 
sort of breaks down into others, which is very reminiscent of Transformers Prime with the manifestations of Unicron there. Um, maybe there's something connected there since we seem to get one of these little, get these little hints. Did, did, did Unicron actually manifest as multiple figures, multiple things at once? Because I thought, yeah. I, I, I remember... I remember Unicron sort of like, you know, every time one was knocked down, another one sprung up. But I don't remember them being all simultaneous. No, he did because that's what Prime had to get out of there. They ended up trying to evac Prime, but he wouldn't go. And then it was, they were just getting overrun. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I just Googled, so, Googled image search and there's like about a free amount of time. Which hmm. isn't six, but still. Oh, no, it was just they, 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 they seem to pull these little things. Age of Extinction, they pulled some from animated. So now it's Prime's turn. Don't know. Yeah. And there's also the fact that all the little Infernicus guys, uh, you know, they've all got those horns, which is reminiscent of in the G1 comics. Uh, Unicron had a bunch of little minions who looked pretty exact, like tiny versions of him. <laughs> they had, he had a whole bunch of minions. <laughs> all these little yellow guys so, oh, who would move around <laughs> and pave, pave the way for him and do as he sees fit. So maybe we're going to see Grunicon. Is that a is that a cut scene from the Minions movie after they killed the T Rex and went and worked for Unicron? Yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, yes. It's actually it's actually the plot for Minions too. Uh, hmm. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I've seen some stuff from the trailers. Just the bar's low. I'm going to enjoy it. Going to buy some figures from it. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy the um, Megatron. I'm gonna. I want to go to Toys R Us and uh, find that uh, IDW style Megatron, the the stealth bomber mm. version, because uh, it looks they awesome. They got sale on. Someone they got sale on this week. Yeah, I don't think the I don't think the movie toys are part of it though. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, because anyway, it's five bucks. Yeah. But the um, yeah. the uh, what am I thinking? What am I trying to say? I don't know what I'm trying to say. Been distracted. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Does anyone have any new toys? Yes, new, new toys I had. Brad, I, think, I, uh, I, think, I think we're I think we're a little bit I think we're a little bit done with the movie stuff. So let, let's move on. Let's quickly go through. New we, we want it to be good, but we don't think it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we will know in a week's time, and we'll talk about it. All you guys will talk about, it and I'll listen. <laughs> All right. No. Okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna open up new acquisitions. I don't have anything. Sad. I'm sad. Uh, welcome to my world. Hmm. <laughs> but you, you, you do have something, Brad. What have you got? <laughs> oh, I didn't pay for it. Um, what is this? This is TFC 06 Phantom of Starts, Phantom of Screamer. Um, oh, so it's the Masterpiece Coronation Kit. Yes, for the MP04 MP3. model or 3? Yep. Mm. Oh, yeah, for Prime. Um, I got 10 of those, so... What? Do you have ten sets? Yes. Wondering why you had ten of them, to be honest. I don't have I don't have one of the original molds anymore. So, no, this was uh, these were kindly donated by uh, TJ McLaughlin in the group. So, um, they'll probably be at Comic Con for a purchase down there. Fair enough. <laughs> when you so like when you say acquisitions, like they're meant to be things that you buy, not things that come to the club. <laughs> oh, in, in that case, I, I got you nothing. Have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Max, you got some stuff. What do you got? I should try and be quick. I I wayjanked. Yeah, those guys. It sounds, it sounds like it was either painful or something that you can't do in public. Uh, 
Yeah, well, it's both, really. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. Yes, um, it's both, really. <laughs> <laughs> they do, you know, those amazing movie KOs, and so they, they do just basic stuff. Ahem. Upscaled masterpiece movie figures. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. My mistake. So they're just basic oh, stuff, like a sly upscale of Deluxe Scorn. You know, no retooling or anything. But the build quality is just above and beyond anything that you get from Hasbro Takara. And it's got um, die-cast shoulder parts. Uh, paint <laughs> is vastly superior. Um, so it's, it's taken just already probably the best deluxe of that last line, in my opinion, mm. and just makes it a whole lot better for less money. So you can't really go wrong there. Wow. Is it the, red, the reason... red color? Is it red? Sorry, your, your camera's a little uh, bit... It's got sort of... He's got a uh, sort of orange striping along his shoulders and chest. Okay, yeah. Yep. And he's also got a ton of like tiny little details, you know, so it's got the eyes picked out. Um, it's got like little orange stripes running up the inside of the spines. Uh, I wish those spines tail. were die cast. Yeah, but keeping <laughs> the black... The, uh, Nothing's ever good enough for you, Brad. <laughs> oh. oh, no, it's good enough. I'm just saying I, I want a weapon. Anyway. <laughs> And then <clears throat> you also got sort of a fade to black on the tail uh, oh. whip mace thing. <laughs> and then he's got, you know, all kinds of little copper details in the piping in his chest area. It's just an excellent figure. You know, like it, it's just basically, I'd say this is the best scorn you can get, uh, depending on how well that new Voyager turns out. But even then, I'm guessing Wayne Jang will do a better version of that. So, And the reason I had to get Scorn in the first place was because I'd been exposed to just how good Wei Jang could be by this magnificent bastard right here. Oh, hello. This is, this is uh, I believe Brad has the um, regular version of this. This is the Nemesis Prime version of Wei Jang's oversized, uh, upgraded, die-cast, just all around amazing evasion mode Optimus Prime. So basically you take arguably the best Voyager of the last movie line, make it bigger, um, improve it in terms of engineering, and then make a die cast. This, this thing, uh, I'm not sure how I can describe it other than perfect. That, that's about the best word there is for it. It's just in every conceivable way, you know, everyone, all the accessories you want from a paint perspective, like it's got this really nice shiny paint to him. It looks like the exterior of a truck. You know, um, his entire torso is basically one big section of die cast. Articulation's all there, so we can do whatever you need. Um, build quality's built like a brick shit house. I think, I th uh, I think you know, transformation. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, I think the, we've uh... gone well past that, Jason. <laughs> yeah. We'll be we'll be starting the Waging Oversize Love Society soon. <laughs> they they, just, they yeah, they do great work. They can do no wrong. And they've just I started had, knocking off combiner wars figures as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I just yeah. want to point out, right? Like everyone's going, Oh my god, Waging's amazing and stuff. Take a walk around Paddy's markets and look at all the KO transformers that are on offer there. Most of them are Wei Jiang ones, and they are shit. 
It's like, it's a, it's an example of what the company can do when it really turns its attention to actually going after collectors. Yeah. But still worth remembering, oh, okay. still, still worth remembering that that figure wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Hasbro <laughs> doing one first. I guess not. But then it's also, yeah, I suppose. But then they also take just, you know, your basic stuff like Scorn and make, just improve that in basically every way. Um, well, you know, that was I, one. I haven't had any of your weaker stuff, but that's still like 25 posted to this guy, hmm. which is, you know, less than the retail price of a deluxe. Yeah. It's a matter of, you, you weigh it up yourself, and I, I happen to think that that's above and beyond the best deal you can go for in terms of movie figures. Yeah. All right. Uh, Supernova Sydney is on now, so if you are if you are watching live, and I know a couple of people are because a couple of people messaged me. Uh, if you are watching now, Andrew in Sydney, that's probably more of a stretch. Head on down, say hi to uh, to Michael, Michael, and myself over the weekend. It's like a crappy '80s cop show. And uh, next weekend, Dave Stevens will be taking the reins in Supernova in Perth for us. And uh, yeah, we'll see we'll we'll see what happens at uh, Supernova Perth as well. So uh, thank you for listening and thank you for making it to the end of the podcast and I hope you enjoyed the, the comic chat. Do let, us, do let us know what you think of it. Uh, Australian Transformers Weekly is produced by Transformers Collectors Club Australia. You can find the website at transformersCCA.com. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Alexia. Alexia? I don't know what Alexia is. And tune in radio. So please do have a, head over there and give us a review. The RSS feed is on the website. If you haven't already found it there, we are, of course, on YouTube as well. So you might be watching us. Do head over to transformerscca.com. You'll find the link to the uh, podcast. Do subscribe. And uh, there's show notes as well that uh, have all of the links to things that we've talked about in the show. Thank you for listening. And uh, Australian Transformers Weekly will return next week. Big surprise. See you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <laughs>